Hi, Raja. What's up, Ma? How are you doing today? I'm cold, but I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, I'm a little frigid, too. I had to get my hot chocolate again. Nasty hot chocolate. What? Don't say that. With some marshmallows, it's so yummy. You enjoy that. Oh, yes. I will. Give me make some right now. Yes. Um, last episode, we talked about the importance of play. Um, no matter your age, you should be moving your body. Whether it is with your kids, you're at the gym, or if you know you're just doing little bursts of movement between commercials, keep it moving. That's right, move that body. I'm Angela the mom. I'm Roger the daughter. And this, this is, is Talking Brown Sugar. I just wanted you to know that you are listening to Talking Brown Sugar. All right, um, we're recording on a Thursday, but you'll be hearing this. On the first, yes. aka Black History Month and Valentine's. That's a whole lot of chocolate going on, baby. Yes, yeah, so we're in the sugar bowl now with random thoughts that we pull, you know, from our bag that we've had whenever random times. What you got, Angela? I have mine is on disrespectful smoking. When you're riding with someone in their car, and they know you don't smoke, but they light up anyway because you're in their car, you roll your window down, they're looking at you like you're crazy. And then they look at you again if they take their first, as they say, toke or whatever they're smoking and blow it in your direction. So you know what I do? I open up the vent on their car, turn the little vent to the left to the driver. <laughs> yeah. I don't care when people have cars that just smell and look like they've been smoking it. You see the oil build up on the windows and you get it. It's like, I hope I pack some body fragrance or some body mist so I can get out and spray myself. It doesn't matter how many trees they have hanging up up under the seat for breeze, air sticks. Shout out to y'all good people. My thing of it is, I respect you. Please respect me. And oh yeah, I don't have to ride in the car. But if you know how I feel about it, let's be kind and true. And please clean out your ashtrays. Do people still use ashtrays? Or is it vapors? Both. They still use ashtrays. People still have ashtrays in their car. Oh, okay. I was wondering. What else do you have? Random thoughts. Girl, go on to that. We're not going to even say it. Because I was going to give a shout out to that restaurant, but it wouldn't be nice. They're not paying us. Well, anyway. It's not sponsored. It's a thing to the wait staff. When they're so overly confident, you take your order. They're so polite. Doing it with a smile. You give them your order. I have tea, water, and my entree meal. Maybe six at a table. Dinner's going fine. You're trying to get their attention. They don't even pay you no mind no more. They didn't sit you down, greeted you fine. This is when I started taking that tip off. I said, okay, we started here. Now we're going to be down to 50 cents to nothing. Here comes the bill. I see my water. I didn't even get my dessert I ordered. But you want to bill me. What do you think about it? Um, yeah, I think if I think we would probably get better service in general if we just stopped tipping as a country. 
Um, in other countries, they don't tip because it's built into the price of whatever you order. And people um, seem to be happier in places that do inside the country. Um, don't allow tips and they have it built into the price. And, you know, they're not paying their people 2 and $3 an hour. And so you got to survive and, on tips. That's That's a lot of performative work on top of the other stuff you have to do. So I can see why somebody might be overly confident because you know it was like i want to keep a smile on my face but i also want to make sure i get your order right but then i also have eight other people and families i'm looking at so it's like it's a lot to balance on two dollars and 13 cents and i'm trying to work for a tip and then you just crack so if we stop tipping i think we wouldn't have that issue anymore you're right i'm gonna stay my butt at home yeah or that okay um in general i'm just happy to uh see that we are celebrating blackness and it's being celebrated by us more openly and in different spheres. Um, the diversity and then we're being able to celebrate like the diaspora of blackness across the country and how like social media and internet has brought us close together as a community in general and how that's being just celebrated in different ways. I agree with you. And I love how the international people let people know. We all over the place. Yes, yes. Um, and then my other random thought is, um, you know, it's really cold out here. It is time for Vaseline, coconut oil, whatever your favorite oil is, body butter, all of that. Um, make sure you get your knuckles um, in the creases between your fingers if you are going to be shaking hands. So I don't have to worry about, you know, give you a weak handshake because I'm nervous that I'm about to cut my hand. Or your dry hair because, you know, your ashy knuckles are looking at me and I'm distracted. So just, you know, oil up, lotion it up. It's cold out here. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that can be funny looking, looking at somebody professional and they have this nice handsome, ashy, hairy hand. Or a lady has just got her nails done and has some ashy hands. Yeah, anybody with ashy hands just... You know, it'll cut you off guard. Just, you know, check yourself. Make sure you got a little oil and stuff. Not lotion, because it's water-based. It's cold. It's too cold for water-based products. Go ahead and get you some oil, some Vaseline, coconut oil, grapeseed oil, whatever you use. Jojoba oil. <laughs> Put it on. It's time. It is time. Sugar Cubes, a.k.a. the news, where we put a little sugar in your cup. My article, Tidying Up with Marie Kondu. She's a Japanese organizer, which is a consultant, and she's an author. Um, tidying up with her, looking at on Netflix, which comes from Denise Cruz. They have a little controversy going on talking about books. This lady has mastered putting things together, cleaning up, getting rid of, of clutter. And the problem of it is is going on from this lady who has 60 books she wants to keep but Marie wants her to give them away which is by touch first of all um, they're talking about the debate also has racism classism and some people say you know you can't ignore it because they're showing it on the next Netflix film which is showing her uh, getting people's houses clean tidy Things they never thought about, decluttering, things they don't care for. And she has her own little touch to it by seeing if you 
have any feelings for your items or if you want to get rid of your items. And some of the unexpected undertones are when this lady was talking about she didn't want to get rid of all of her books. And then there's another controversy saying it was all a mess. So to me, I think she's doing a great job. But social media is also saying that, you know, you still need to have your own bright ideas. You know, if you tidy up, keep things clean and orderly so you can find things. And, you know, I think everybody should just look at this film, too. And you can get up some good ideas to get rid of things and declutter your house. Yes, um, I think it's just unnecessary outrage um, that this part, this... Uh, debate um, about the lady Marie was helping um, clean out her books. <clears throat> um, so her process is you touch things and if it doesn't give you joy, you get rid of it. So she was saying if you have all these books and you haven't read them or you have read them and don't plan on rereading them um, in the near future, which is something we all do, you know, and you just have a bunch of books that you need to read, you're in between reading or whatever she was saying, if you don't feel joy from them to get rid of them, but if you feel like joy from certain passages or something, you should rip out those certain pages that give you joy and keep them. <clears throat> but, um, the people getting upset about, um, her telling the lady to, you know, get rid of the books um, I think it's just like a misunderstanding of culture, no, cultural norms and things like that. Um, or just the general idea of tidying up. Like if you don't need to get rid of it, the same way we spring clean and you know, you know how we only wear 20, 10% of our clothes, you're not wearing the clothes, give them to somebody who can use them. So if you're not reading the book, give it to somebody who can use them. I feel the same way, you know, we can all from different cultures appreciate each other and learn from each other. Only thing the lady was trying to do, Miss Marie was trying to show her, you know, you need to tidy up. If you don't like it, hey, I'm sorry. Yes, um, this article is an opinion piece. It comes from Blavity, but I feel like I've had a similar opinion after watching different videos and reading different articles about what transpired at this um, march and... Um, the title is, If the Hoodie Conjures Up White Fears of Violence, Imagine How the MAGA Hat Makes American People of Color Feel. You can neither divorce the context of Trump's campaign nor his presidency from what the MAGA hat epitomizes. And so, you know, the red hat that everybody's seen with the white text that has um, Trump's slogan, or, you know, most recently Trump's slogan, uh, Make America Great Again. But the article goes on to say, recently a group of white boys from Covington's Catholic High School in Newport um, were caught on video jeering, ridiculing, and mocking an older Native American man as he drummed and sang in Washington, D.C. The boys just had attended an anti-abortion march for life and were wearing red and white hats um, emblazoned with Donald Trump's signature slogan, Make America Great Again. Videos of the incident posted to social media went viral and were the catalyst for a fierce debate regarding who was in the wrong and whether or not the MAGA hats should have played a role in the ordeal. Prior to the confrontation with Nathan Phillips, the Native American elder, the boys had a run-in with a group of Hebrew Israelites who yelled, screamed, and called the boys nasty names. Many used the antagonism of the Hebrew Israelites to justify the shameful behavior of the Covington boys. 
I don't buy it. Like the author of this article, um, as soon as I, I think as soon as I read and saw that the boys were wearing mega hats, um, all of my sympathy or empathy that I could have had for them went out the window because of my personal experience with, you know, just seeing somebody with a MAGA hat. I remember this was 20, this might have been early 2018. I was just in D.C. on a work trip with my colleagues. We were walking around downtown. Um, All of us are varying shades of people of color. But, you know, people of color walking down the street in D.C. And it was a um, white family with a young boy with a mega hat and a dad had a mega hat. And we all looked at them in the eye like, oh, you bold. You are mad bold walking around here like that. And they knew they knew what kind of emotions they were invoking in people. And they knew what they were saying to us as people of color. And, you know, of course, what they would be saying to other people who agreed or felt like them but it was just like I I didn't know if I was you know it was just shocking to <laughs> be face to face with that kind of hatred um and the symbol of hate um mag hats to me are similar to confederate flags and um Ron Morrow and Karen were talking about that on the black guy who tips podcast um how the red maga hat is the same kind of symbolism. And it's like, wherever you see that hat, even if you see that red hat with the white lettering and it says something else, you still are triggered for two seconds. Like, what what does it say? And then, you know, whatever it reads is how you respond. But I really don't care anything else about what the boys had to say. Um, Because, you know, wearing that hat showing up to this you know, event where people are protesting, no matter what they're protesting, yes, people have the right to vote, free speech, all that, sure. But it's like, what you say matters. You want to come out there wearing a red and white hat, you should expect the same thing you expect to invoke in people. They knew wearing that hat would invoke fear or anger, and they went there expecting that and expecting to be treated, or they I probably didn't expect to be, receive this much backlash nationally. Um, Because we see the boy apologizing or trying to explain that he was just trying to disrupt the other boys and what they were doing. But you look at his face. We've seen that. I've seen that face in person um, from white people. Um, And it's like a sneer that says, I know my privilege is going to protect me regardless of what transpires here today. Um and that's something powerful that goes beyond that red and white that you just can't combat. Like you can't ignore that. So yeah, I don't I don't buy it. Whatever they're selling, I don't buy it. I feel the same way. Um I always spoke on your actions speak louder than words and I was really appalled that it was not an adult or someone who was uh with the children to Either move them back from being so close to this gentleman. So it seemed like it could be diffused because it was just going on like a stare down. And he was, to me, I just felt totally disrespected for whatever it was because it was not right. It was not justified. Yeah, um, this is disgusting. Um, 
and just crazy how adult black and brown children have to be how mature they have to act at such a young age um and how they're allowed to not you know we have so many cases we've seen cases where people have gotten off on rape charges or all kind of things because you know they made good grades or they have good career aspects and prospects and it's like but they raped somebody or they killed somebody um but because they were white and male or white just white and crying they're able to get away with certain things um I'm just tired of it. So, I think MAGA hats should be treated the same way Confederate fags are treated um, in this day and age. They're the same thing. So, now I don't have any sympathy for them. The MAGA hat wearing peeps. And my other article comes from Business Insider. The title is Unemployment is Low Only Because Involuntary Part-Time is High. So involuntary part-time meaning that people are taking part-time jobs because they can't get full-time work. And so it says 40 42% increase in the number of people who are involuntary part-time work. It says unemployment is at a record low in both the UK and the US, but involuntary part-time work is at least 40% higher in both countries than it was 10 years ago. The structure of the labor market has fundamentally changed and what we used to think about um, unemployment has changed and is replaced by mass part-time work. Much of it is unwanted. Um, And then it says the gig economy jobs are to blame according to Rob Valletta of the San Francisco Fed. Um, I can see how that has happened, but I'm thinking about internships um, adding to this as well as, you know, gig economy type jobs. Like internships, especially, specifically unpaid um, internships because... You know, these are companies that are getting free labor and they don't always follow the law. You know, you get experience, but you're a glorified secretary in some cases. So it's like, does that not add to this or contribute to this? And then the fact that the cost of living is so high and minimum wage in this state is still seven twenty five. So, yeah, you're going to have to get a part-time job. But this is saying involuntary part-time, meaning this is the only option this person has. So, you know, some p- cases where they do increase um, minimum wage to $15, then people who have higher degrees or um, seeking jobs that are um, service-based or in retail, where it's like, hey, why don't I just do this job because it seems easier when I can get paid $15 an hour where they're pushing out people who may not have um, a trade or that educational attainment, you know, in comparison. So they're stuck getting some other kind of, um, part-time job, which, you know, um, they said full-time anywhere in the U S can't get you, um, you can't really afford rent like on your own. So that means people will have to be, uh, have roommates and getting part-time jobs and taking out loans and things. So, yeah, um, Trump is boasting or has been boasting about, you know, the economy and being in whatever shape and unemployment rates are so low. Yeah. Yeah, we know.
And it takes away from the family, too, when mom and dad have to play um, jungling, how they're going to support their children, child care, paying bills, and even if they do get a chance to take a vacation because somebody's going to have to pick up a second job or somebody's going to have two part-time jobs. You know you're not going to get no sleep. Everybody's going to be wondering what's going on with you. You're mentally going to be tired and stressed out. Yeah, that's why we see an increase of now everybody's talking about um, you need to seek therapy and things like that, but it's, therapy is not affordable because, um, you know, who, who has time to go to therapy? Who can pay for therapy? Not a lot of um, insurance plans cover it or cover it in full. But um, let's move on to more show. This week's Sweet Deets is brought to you by Just Like Candy. That's candy with a K. Be natural, be soft, be sweet. Natural luxury. From the shower to the tub, from the beer to the razor, your next bathing experience should be natural. You can find their products at www.justlikecandy.com. That's K-A-N-D-Y. So they have all kinds of items. Um, I received a gift from a coworker last Christmas, and I just got around to uh, using the products, and they smell so yummy. Yes, I enjoyed my bath bomb. Thank you, Miss Candy. Yes, um, they have a whole bunch of different fragrances. They have cashmere, sweet pea, pomegranate, sugar cookie, ginger peach, intimacy, summertime, passionate berry, strawberry lemonade, black vanilla, him, and seduction. They have um, bath and body products like gourmet sugar shrubs, um, sweet cream body frosting. They have men's items as well, um, oatmeal shea soap, gourmet sugar scrubs as well with different fragrances and beer care kits. They even have aromatherapy um, items so you can get like a honey bath, drizzle, milk bath, and linen and body spray. But yes, if you want to learn more about their products, visit them online. You can find them on Facebook as well. And you can call them at 855-774-3369. Let them know that Talking Brown Sugar sent you. And it's Valentine's coming up. And if you have a business or know someone with a business, you can email us. At talkingbrown.sugar at gmail.com. With the subject line, business feature for upcoming episodes. Yeah. Time for the main discussion. We're going to talk about dating and our experiences as black women's. Black women's. <laughs> black women. Yes. No, businesses. I meant women. Yeah. I said women's. Okay. One-on-ones. Yeah, we have some questions that we're going to answer. And then we're going to talk about some other things as well. All right. First question, Mom. Um, What is your favorite love song? Oh, wow. My favorite love song by New Edition. Can you stand the rain? Can you stand the rain? I like that song. Um, My favorite song is by... I don't know who wrote it, but like when Damage sings it, um, I'll Be Loving You Forever. That song has been my favorite since it was on the BAP soundtrack when I was a little girl. And that was a good movie, too. I can't believe you remember that movie. I'll be loving you forever. Deep inside my heart, Judy, and never. 
even if okay next question um how do you feel about valentine's day well in my earlier years i thought it was so exciting just to get a stuffed animal or some flowers from somebody who you didn't know or cupid suggested something but once i had my kids it was funny they used to tell me what kind of candy to get so they can get good candy you know the little gifts you get at the drugstore what you think but to me it's overrated um, yeah, um, as, as an adult, I'm not entirely pressed, uh, pressed, um, whether or not I have somebody, if I get something on Valentine's Day, sure, but you can shower me with gifts throughout the whole year, 365 opportunities, you know, to shower me with love, to show me, show me love, but, um, I remember being, I think all of us were petty as children, um, I remember it being a thing that you would have your parent buy you separate Valentine's cards. You know, you have the pretty name brand TV show cartoon batch. And then you have this off brand probably cost a dollar for 14, 20, 30, 6 batch. Everybody would get the same candy, but your card expressed how much I did or did not like you. You know, and then you had a little crush or something, they get a big card, a little extra something. And, you know, you can figure out who liked you this way or that. And it was just, you know, little petty, kitty, funny stuff. Yes, that's like when I'm, you know, <laughs> shout out to PS305. When we used to have a little check, yes or no, do you like me? <laughs> yes, those were the days. Um, The next question, have you ever been stood up or have you stood someone up? Well, I've done both. Okay. The first one, um, I stood somebody up because they kept pressing it, and I was like, I didn't really want to go out with them. Nice person, but I was not interested. So they were persistent on taking me out. U-G-L-Y. I said, okay. So I didn't go just to see what was happening. The next one was... um. How can I put it? A little complicated, but not in the sense of meeting a person, you know. So I wasn't stood up. I have never been stood up. Um, but you said both, so you weren't. So you only stood up. You never been stood up. I've never been stood up. My fault. No, I had to think about it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I guess it depends on how you classify being stood up. Especially now with this day and age, to getting stood up could be like somebody canceling on you, or um, or ghosting you, kind of sort of after y'all are supposed to meet up or something. I have stood somebody up, but it wasn't like they didn't know I wasn't coming. I canceled without, I guess, enough notice. And I know how that could be upsetting because I have had that happen to me, you know, cancel without enough notice. Luckily, I didn't, like, make it to where I was going or where the date was supposed to be. But um, I've had, you know, got dressed, got cute, beat my face, cut my hair, and, you know, you get a text, ding, and uh, you got to decide if you're going to take yourself out or, you know, just take some selfies and take the the makeup off. It's like... So what you you know, you know, or go out on another date with somebody else. But yeah, that's always the best option. Go out with somebody else. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> next question. What are your love languages? You know, there are five different love languages. Um, if you don't know them, look it up. Well, I like to sit on the couch. Mine is affectionate time. So yours is quality time and acts of service, right? Yep. You know, if you do something nice for me, I do something nice for you. I'm talking about my day and age. Now. That's how you yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine are words of affirmation, physical touch, and acts of service. Not all at once, but for the most part, sure. Yes. Do you remember your first crush? Yes, my first crush was when I was in kindergarten. A little boy named Abraham. And he got in trouble. <laughs> we was in school and he pulled out his special purpose up under the table. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. And we all got sent home with notes to our parents. And I told my mother, I thought it was his finger in the zipper. She told me that's not what it was. And his father came the next day and whooped his butt. But we still remain friends. And to this day, he's a doctor. Um, wait, so he was your crush before or after he, uh, before put on the show? Oh, so you still liked him after that? Yeah, we was good friends. I would let him cheat off my paper because he couldn't spell real good. I'm judging. Um, I remember my first crush. I was in pre-K. I don't even know if it was my crush. I think it was just he was just my best friend. He was a person that I liked to tolerate the most out of all the kids in my class. Um, his name was, was Miles. I remember his mom allowed him to dye his hair different colors or put streaks in his hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, we used to go on play dates like outside of, outside of school, and I thought that was the coolest thing. But um, that would be my first little mm-hmm. I like you, like you type thing. I think we saw each other when we got older, but we were like teen tweens. Yeah, it was awkward, but it was like, hey, yeah, okay. <laughs> I haven't seen him since, but shout out to you, Miles, wherever you are. Hope you all right, doing all right, and you know, hey. <laughs> um, who should pay for the date? Now this is my big one. <laughs> I figure if a gentleman or male asks me out or whoever wants to go out on the date, um, they should pay for the date. Because I'm like, you want my great company. That lets me know what kind of person I'm going to get into a little bit. That's like a plus. That's like putting you on the map. But if you explain to me that you don't have funds, I might say, well, you know, we don't have to go out to eat. We can find something Something else to do. Maybe walk well, around. Free, and free, free. Yeah. 99. Exactly. Like going to an all-you-can-eat buffet or something like that. That's not free. It would be free if I'm not going with them. Okay. See? <laughs> but I think it would be nice for the person who suggests it to pay for the date. I think that's a good um, way to operate. Whoever asks the other person out, um, unless y'all establish that you're going to go Dutch, meaning... You split X, Y, Z, like I pay for a movie, pay for dinner, or we split down the middle. I think you should just have an open conversation about that. Um. So our next question is, what are some questions you should ask on a first date? My number one, are you married? Check for them tan lines and them different size fingers. You know, somebody's finger might be a little fluffy 
look like, you know, something missing. Yes, you can ask them if they have children. And sometimes you just have to be honest because you don't want to start anything, especially if it's a second date. Or do you have any children on the way? Girl, that'd be scary. And people now are checking on different websites to see if these people are cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. Cuckoo? Okay. Um, Another question I guess you can ask is, I like to ask how people feel about certain current events. That lets me know if you, even if you aren't watching the news day to day, you are just aware of what's going on. Even if it's like, you know, not the most recent stuff, but are you aware? Do you have an opinion? What are they based in? You got some morals. You can figure all that out asking about how somebody feels about a current event. Um, whether or not they dismiss that question, how they answer it, you know. Do they come with facts or do they sound like there's something they know about? Or are they willing to listen to you talk about and enlighten them on it as well? Exactly. We can start off with some spearhead conversation while just looking at each other. What you think? I don't know what you think. So, you know, sometimes it's good to have a communication of asking a person, hey, did you see the news or did you see something else? So you can see their point of view and where they stand at. You can have something to talk about. Ask them about their living situation. You got a roommate? Do you live with your mom? Does your mom live with you? Does your dad live with you? Whoever. It's fine if they live, you know, with their parents. Um... You just have to know what you're willing to tolerate, what you want out of a person. That's a lot to talk about, but you know what? You're right. Because some people live and don't know how to come out. They still in a child's mind. They don't know how to cook. They don't know how to clean. You like how old are you again? Right. You should. You can still be independent and live at home. Because you, you can still pay bills or be paying all the bills or help it out. Whatever. Like, um, Michael Bay Jordan, he still has his parents living with him. So, like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, about transparency. Ask those questions, see how they answer, how they act. You should also read and pay attention to body language when you ask certain questions. Eye contact, all that kind of stuff. Um, that'll let you know some things about people as well. And, you know, watch out for people asking you a lot of questions about where you work. Before you ask them, check out, see how they communicate with friends or just look at their whereabouts. Because sometimes people can give little clues on what's the real picture. Yeah, on a safety tip, especially if you're a female living alone, don't let people know what your living situation is. Um, You ain't got to lie either, but don't make it seem like you on your own and you miles away from Anybody who could pull up and help you out or whatever if the case may be. Um, always make it seem like you have connections wherever it is you lay your head. And this is a word to the wise for guys, too. If you have sisters, sometimes you might get in some little altercations. Let your sister know because I don't want you to go into jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the worst state you've ever had or been on? Oh my goodness, the worst day I ever went, what I call the flim flam. A guy named Tony, everybody knew who he was. Dressed real good, smart, all that kind of stuff. Went out to eat. We got a, a platter. And then he asked for two plates. The platter was really just enough for one person. Got two plates, he ate most of the food. Then he was complaining. 
I said, well, I'm going to get something sweet to drink or a mixed drink. Nobody's going to get water. I was oh, now you're ordering for me. I was like, okay, we're going to have a problem. That was the last of that date in person. He paid. He paid, but he didn't want to. Did you have money to pay? Oh, yes. I had money to get home, too. He asked you on a date? Yes, he asked me for a date. And I said, okay, I figured we are going somewhere nice. He chose the place, and it was a mess. Um, I've had something similar when I was younger-ish. Um, went to movies, the movies at the mall. And so we went to movies and dinner. And the person paid for the movies, so I was fine with paying for dinner. Um, like this wasn't discussed prior to us going on a date, who's going to pay for what. But this was at the time where the movies would have been cheaper than the food so yeah um i ended up paying for the food after he ordered confidently as if he you know was gonna pay um and so we sit down i'm eating and i was just annoyed because i paid for the food without it being discussed and that was on me and learning about agency and how to speak up and all that kind of stuff that's where i learned to speak up um well this is one of the instances where i learned how to speak up um about injustices done unto me what my boundaries are and all that kind of stuff but um dude was eating like he hadn't eaten in days and it was just like wow i i can't do this so i um wrapped up my food and dipped that was one of the worst dates i've been on which i'm glad to say it's not anything worse than that because it could be all kinds of crazy things nowadays you know it is definitely a lot of that because sometimes you can meet people and you know and when we are going out on these dates watch your fashion sense who you what are you trying to attract when you first meeting someone because nowadays people go by what they see and they think this is what it is. Well, I think I'm I, I um I don't believe in that. I think you should be able to wear what you want to wear. Men, whoever, everybody, mind your business. Put keep your hands to your, like they told us when we look. Keep your hands to yourself. I don't care what people are wearing. That does not, you know, um. That's just what you wearing does not encourage. Or, you know, make you deserving of whatever happens to you or if something happens to you or something were to happen to you. Um, I don't believe in that. Like, I think you should be able to wear what you want to wear. Just like, um, that's not the same as if I go outside without a coat. I catch cold. That's my fault. That's different. I don't believe in that whole mind what you wear. Sure, what you wear can send different messages, but I don't think... What you wear should determine what happens to you. You just don't want to show up on one of those posts as I'm missing. So you have to be safe out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. Always tell somebody where you're going. If you need to, go in pairs. Have your girl sit four tables over. Half a peeking over the menu. Whatever it is. Him, her, whoever. Your male friends. Anybody have, a, have another person with you. if you've, Or just don't go on a date if you don't feel 100%. About going on a date with the person. If they say anything that makes you... Ah, <laughs> just cancel. That's all. That's easy to do. You'd rather save yourself and lose a life. Mm-hmm. 
What's the best piece of dating advice you've received? Um, go by your gut instinct. If it doesn't feel right, it is not right. That has saved me many of times. Me too, because I have been out having fun with friends. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to go out on this date next week. Something clicks in my head, don't do it. Don't do it. I was like, oh, I got a cold. I don't feel good. What's the matter? I, I can still come over. Oh, no, I, I don't think we should go out this time. Then I just keep brushing off, and eventually it falls on deaf ears. Um, I think one of the best pieces of advice you've given me is to always have a plan B, whether that be um another date, so you don't waste an outfit or a look and a vibe. What? Um, you know, Uber, Lyft, whatever fare you need to get home, always have some cash in case you know you gotta catch a cap, whatever. Um, and just your half of whatever, your half of the meal, you know. You both of y'all don't have to uh, wash dishes, <laughs> you know, um, all kinds of stuff like that. Just you know, having a plan B, whatever that means for you. Having a plan B, an escape route, whatever, um, or you know, there's somebody calling you on your phone if you need to scoot out. You know, whatever it is, have a plan B. Um, and you you wanted to talk, mom about warning signs and things to watch out for because you're saying um be mindful of general heartbreak because um it can cause like a real impact on your physical mental spiritual and financial health correct because sometimes we can fall so deeply in love we forget ourselves we'd be so happy to have someone and like what i got somebody caring about me they treat me well next thing you know the person might not call you no more and or might just come and say, I don't want to see you no more. And better yet, you might see them on a site with somebody else all booed up and then tell you, you look like, ooh. Yeah, be mindful of um, how your relationships and interactions with people affect you and you by yourself, um, especially with heartbreak. You can um, physically die from a broken heart. Um, broken heart syndrome or tachosobo cardiomyopathy is caused by emotional stress that isn't managed. Um, and it's literally the weakening of the muscle of the heart. So you have like little lines in your heart, little heart strings that can snap and break because of the amount of stress and stuff you put on yourself after such kind of heartbreak or the loss of a love. Um, so get checked out, but just make sure you are getting some kind of therapy, um, to help deal with the grief of the heartbreak, um, which you were saying, like what else? And your finances, men or ladies, you don't have to give nobody, um, your credit card or there's nothing wrong with helping somebody out, but sometimes you just don't be so willing. Maybe just give them, give them a couple of dollars because sometimes when people find out you are financially can help them they will use you and you will be broke and they will leave you not all the time but you have to be mindful and don't be always wanting to give your car keys over don't be always ready to give your house keys over come on move on in take your time enjoy what you have yeah um if you're going to go the joint account route 
do like um who was that? Was that Janet Jackson? And why did I? How did I get married? Why did I get married? And she had a separate account, so you got a joint account, and then you have your account. You know, just but be mindful of what people are asking of you in your relationship. If there's something outside of your means, whether that be you know physical, emotionally, whatever, financially, say no. Say no. It's okay to say no to the people you love. Yeah, especially if we haven't moved into a level of, we not going to say the M word right now, but if you haven't gotten to that level of two and three years, don't be trying to make them who they're not. Yes. Um, and other questions we wanted to consider, um, does age matter? Yes, age does matter. That goes with experience. And, you know, sometimes people be singing them little songs, age and nothing but a number. Ugh. Don't ugh. Girl, ain't that a mess? Ew. I said, who no. said that? Because this is a relax. Because sometimes you can get somebody too young with no experience, have you going crazy, or vice versa. So you want to have somebody with a mindset of some kind of creativity so y'all can enjoy each other, not be miserable. Yeah, that's that's gross. Um, even though you know they say legally eighteen, but there's so many varying levels of maturity. Just know, age matters. Um, uh, what about education? Education level. So we're talking about degrees and stuff, or are you talking about intelligence? Both. I mean, some people have. What you want to say? As mom and dad have raised them the best of their ability, and they have learned through family experiences but some education has to be there more past high school because you want to have somebody who can at least support you in what you do or be able to just understand some things you don't want nobody so book smart they, they can't even cook an egg but you want somebody who can at least can collaborate with what you bring to the table i agree um even if your education levels like aren't the same in paper, I think that both parties should be able to be willing to understand and grow and learn. But if you are um, feeling like you like it's more work than you want to invest, or more time and stuff than you want to invest, be honest about that. Cut just and take the necessary action. If you feel like there's more time, energy, and stuff that you would have to invest for y'all to be on the same plate or same whatever, you feel like you're giving more consistently or whatever, be honest and have that communication. Yeah, that I think that matters. Also, you said, um, does religion, what does the religion factor play? I, um, I don't know. I feel like I'd rather you have a faith base. And be some kind of spiritual. Um, yeah. Well, for me, I want us to know we're on the same page on what we're talking about. Because you're not playing with my faith. I want to make sure you believe in Jesus. Regardless of whatever you might want to believe in. Or whatever you pray to. But I don't want to come home and I see somebody praying to some kind of stick. And I'm like, wow, you didn't tell me that. But I go, yeah, I told you I was praying for this stick. And then we all crazy. So I think we need to have an understanding for religion. It's more than just what it is. We want to make sure we're on a healthy worship level. 
who we're worshiping. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be interesting to talk more about when we talk about um, marriage in an upcoming episode. We can also talk about religion and things like that. Yeah. We can hear more about education. Because if you find somebody out there who makes you happy, hey, I'm happy for you. Yeah, be happy and safe when you're dating. And enjoy all those chocolates coming this month. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people, you can support our show without greenbacks. You can um, find us on social media and support us and likes and shares and comments and telling your friends and family and people about us about our podcast talking brown sugar um if you go to google and search talking brown sugar all of the um different sites and podcast hosting uh places you'll see us Uh, we're on 10 almost 12 different uh platforms right now so we're everywhere just tell people to listen facebook instagram talking brown sugar twitter Talking Brown Sug, that's Talking Brown S U G. Email. Yes, at talkingbrown.sugar at gmail.com. Thanks, people. I'm Angela. I'm Roger. We, we out. out. Dang, I'm about to cut this because I'm.